0: We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps.
1: If it was God's will for you to always be in a trial, always be in a test, just always having problems here on earth, then you better get ready for it when you get to heaven because that way will be in heaven if that is in fact the will of God. But we know that's not true because you read the back of the book, you find out those things won't be in heaven. Then since that's true and what Jesus said here is true, that the will of God for the earth is the same will as it is for heaven. Then when you get to heaven, you're not going to have any trials and tests and troubles and problems. And that's the will of God for the earth. Somebody said, well, why in the world are we having so many problems if it's not God's will? Well, there's many reasons that we're having troubles and problems. Mostly because of wicked men. And then because we don't always obey God. And because we don't always act on the Word of God. And we don't always act like God acts. And don't always act like God would want us to act in the situation. But you see, this is the will of God. God. Jesus is talking about the kingdom that comes to the earth on the day of Pentecost. See, the kingdom is within you. He said in Luke, the 17th chapter, Behold, the kingdom of God is within you. So he's referring to the kingdom that came on the day of Pentecost, and when it comes, he's saying here in this verse of Scripture, that it's possible that the will of God can be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, you have the power, the ability through Christ and through the Word of God and through the name of Jesus to cause some things to happen here on earth. You have authority to use the name of Jesus. So you can resist the devil. He'll flee from you. See, we have power under the new covenant that people did not have under the old covenant. We have the Holy Spirit of promise. We have the Spirit of truth within us. And then as you read the back of the book, the book of Revelation, it says that the new Jerusalem came down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. In other words, God moved heaven to earth. It is God's will. Now listen closely to what I'm going to say. It is the will of God for to be on earth as it is in heaven. It has always been the will of God that it be on earth as it is in heaven. It will always be the will of God. For it to be on earth as it is in heaven. God intended for this earth to be a duplication of the planet heaven. That's the way it started out. But you see, it didn't take but three chapters for Adam to mess it up. But the things are happening in the earth today because of wicked men and because of the decision that Adam made. He chose to eat of the tree of the knowledge of blessing and calamity. And it passed on all men. Now... We realize then that if it is God's will for it to be on earth as it is in heaven, and we know it is because it ends up that way. Now, if it didn't end up that way, we could say, well, maybe it wasn't God's will. But it's going to end up that way. In other words, heaven is coming to this earth. That is the will of God. It has always been the will of God. And it is God's will for today. Now, let's take another passage of Scripture that is quite often misunderstood. When you begin to teach this way, you often have people that say, yes, but what about what Peter said? Peter said, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. Now, he's telling you, you no need to think it strange that you're going to get in some fiery trials. Because the devil's out to destroy you. He's out to put you under. He's out to steal the word of God from you. Now Jesus said it was the devil doing it. He didn't say it was God doing it. It's not the Holy Ghost doing it. It's the devil that's doing this. Mark the fourth chapter. I keep bringing this up, but I want to keep reminding you of it. He tells you five things that Satan uses to steal the word of God from you. Not one instant did he ever tell us one single thing that the Holy Ghost used to steal the word from us. (laughs) Of course, the Holy Ghost doesn't want to steal the word. But he tells you five things that Satan uses to steal the word. The first thing is affliction. The second thing is persecution. Now, let's look at it for a minute. Afflictions of life. Now, that doesn't just mean sickness and disease, but yet it's included in that, see, Now, the word affliction there in Mark, the fourth chapter, simply means the pressures of life. Now, that would include sickness, that would include disease, that would include financial problems, that would include physical problems, marital problems, social problems, all things that would put pressure on your life. So, he's telling you what Satan uses. All of these things are used by Satan... To get the word out of you. What word are we referring to? Well, specifically the word of promise. What God says is his word belongs to you. Satan is out to get that word away from you. He knows that if he doesn't get that word away from you, then you're going to end up acting on it sooner or later. And his only hope is to stop you from acting on it, stop you from finding out it'll work. You know, you might hear it and say, well, I just wonder if that'd really work if I tried it. If I did that in my everyday business affairs, would that work for me? Would Mark eleven twenty three 23 really work for me? If I was to say to the mountain of problems, the situations that are in my life, be removed, be cast into the sea, talk to them and believe and doubt not in my heart, then would that really work for me? Well, you might be pondering that, see? The devil come along and try to get you to believe that it won't work before you work it because that's his only hope. See, he can't stop it from working. If you work the law of faith, if you put in motion God's principles, you're going to get the results God said you'd have once you get developed in it, see. Now, it doesn't come overnight. You're not going to go to a seminar and come away a three-day (laughs) wonder. Some people think they are, but it takes time to develop in these things. But you see, Satan can't steal the word from you if you understand it and operate in it. Now, Matthew's account of that says that he that heareth the word and understandeth it not, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in his heart. That's his only hope. He's got to get the word out of you. Because if you get the word to work in your life, then he's no match for you in the word of God. Now, I didn't say he's no match for just you. He's no match for you operating in the word of God. See, the devil comes in, but like a flood, the Spirit of God can raise up a standard against him. And God's Word is His standard. So you learn to operate it. You learn to operate these principles. Peter said, Don't think it's strange concerning the fiery trials, because that's what Satan's out to do, is bring the fiery trials and stop you from operating in the Word of God. Now, back up, if you would, with me to verse 1 here in 1 Peter, the 4th chapter. Here is what I would call a sacred cow scripture that people have looked at and allowed it to hold them in bondage. Now listen to it. It says, For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh. Suffered for us. Now I want you to get that. I want to read you that, what it says out of the Amplified. I have it written down here in the King James Bible, in the full Bible here. And I want to read it to you. What it says about this verse of Scripture. It will help you to see how people have taken God's Word and caused what was really, I mean just an absolute blessing of God in a powerful scripture and just turn it into something that would hold them in bondage. Now it's hard to really conceive how the the word that God sent set you free could hold you in bondage, but I'm going to point it out to you right here. Now, let me read this scripture again. For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. For he that has suffered in the flesh, has ceased from sin, or has done with sin. Now, let's read what it says here in the Amplified. I copied it down. For since Christ suffered in the flesh for us, for you, arm yourselves with the same thought and purpose, then in brackets it says, patiently to suffer rather than to fail to please God. For whoever has suffered in the flesh, having the mind of Christ has done with intentional sin and has stopped pleasing himself and the world and pleased God. Now, what did all of that say? What the Amplified has indicated here, now now let me say this before I get in trouble about <laughs> with the Amplified Bible. I have an Amplified Bible. I think it's a good Bible. But you see, the problem is the things that are in these little brackets in that is added by the Translator. Now, some people don't read the front of the Bible to find out what these little brackets mean. Now, see, if you read that, not knowing that these little brackets mean this is added by the translator. Now, here's what's added by the translator. Patiently to suffer rather than fail to please God. Now, that's not in the text. That's what some man said about it. That's what somebody thought this verse of Scripture said. That is not what this verse of Scripture said, in fact. It is exactly opposite of what this verse of Scripture said. And I'll point it out to you in just a little bit here. So what I'm saying to you is to learn how to use your Amplified Bible and other translations. Be sure and read all of the information in the front of it that tells you why these little stars and brackets and things are there so you'll understand that this is not gospel when they put it in brackets and put their own idea there. That's just what some man thought about it. Now, that's where we've missed it down through the years. We've ended up preaching what some man thought instead of what the Holy Ghost said about it. Take this verse and look at it in the light of what it actually says. For as much then as Christ has suffered for us. Now, the Bible tells us Jesus bore our sickness for us. He carried our sickness and disease. Now, this is what he's saying. For as much then as Christ has suffered for us. He did your suffering that you wouldn't have to suffer. Now, that's what he's saying here. Now, he says, arm yourself likewise with the same mind.
0: God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. I hope you've been with us all this week. We've been talking about rightly dividing the Word of truth or the Word of God. It's important to rightly divide it. That's why we're offering this week, offer number 7217, the others of Hebrews 11. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. I don't have enough time to really explain it in detail, but we point out to you why that we shouldn't expect to receive things under the new covenant that people received under the old covenant. Let me remind you, they did not have the name of Jesus. They did not have the promises we have. They did not have the word of God we have. And they couldn't make a demand on the provisions that had not yet been made. Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. Now, Paul says we were kept under the law, or the people were kept under the law, under the old covenant, until faith came. But after faith had come, then we were no longer under the law. Jesus fulfilled the law to the letter, and it passed away. Jesus made provision for us. God hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. How? Through the exceeding great and precious promises. But it takes faith to believe these things. There's very little in the Bible that happens to you just because it says it in the Bible. You have to hear it, believe it, and act upon it in faith to be a partaker of it. So when the Scripture says that others were tortured, the others of Hebrews 11 we're talking about, the hall of faith we'd call of Hebrews 11, but when it comes down to verse 35 it says, "...women received the dead raised to life again, others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, so that they might obtain a better resurrection." Well, there are several things involved there. They didn't have the promises of God. They couldn't act on the Word of God that we can today. And it might have been that they were refusing to deny Christ to accept deliverance. Offer number 7217 It's entitled, The Others of Hebrews 11. That's two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. Toll-free order line is 1-877-396-9400 one 396 9400 Until Monday, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call one 396 9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046.